0: to Dragonfly Tales, a story podcast with me, Emily
1: and Leo. Hello! And each episode will tell you a story from around the world and share some fun and silly things with you. Happy New Year, everyone! Happy New Year! Oh, we do hope you had
0: a wonderful holiday with family and friends, because we did, didn't we, Leo?
1: Oh, it was brilliant. We saw my cousins, my grandparents. I had a birthday! No! Yes!
0: Yeah, I I know I was there.
1: (laughs) How old are you now?
0: I'm 12! You're 12. I can't believe it. When we started this podcast, you were only 8 years old. And now... You're taller than me! At last!
1: (laughs) Ha 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 ha! I'm invincible!
0: Hang on, you're not taller than Daddy. Moving
1: swiftly on, (laughs) what did you enjoy most about Christmas, Mother? Oh, all that lovely Christmassy
0: food, Uh, lions in the morning, that was really nice, Um, movies and uh, reading books, curling up with a nice book. What about you, Leo?
1: Oh, I loved the food too, and the movies were great. I also really were fond of the mince pies. Oh,
0: mince pies are great, aren't they?
1: Yeah. So it's a new year. We have new stories and... New New guest tellers. So, Emily, what's our first story of the year?
0: Well, Leo, our first story is from Lucy Lil. Oh, she's really funny. Oh, she is. Lucy is a storyteller from London. Where we live. That's right. She works in museums, theatres, schools, festivals, anywhere people will let her tell stories. And you can often find her working with her friend Alice as part of Story Jam. She practises a lot of her stories on her four-year-old son, And he tells her exactly what he thinks. Ooh. Would you like to hear Lucy's story? Oh, definitely. So here is Lucy Lil with The Feast.
2: Tortoise was hungry. Tortoise was more than hungry. He was starving. He looked around for something to eat. He craned his wrinkly neck out of his shell. He narrowed his beady eyes, scanned the horizon. Nothing. Nothing to eat. Not one blade of grass, not one pea shoot, not one flower petal. Now, this was because he, Tortoise, had eaten it all yesterday. But yesterday was yesterday. Today was today, and today he was starving. He sat under the trees, feeling very sorry for himself and his empty belly, When he heard a noise above his head, he looked up. There was a frenzy of flapping and fluttering, squeaking, squawking, shrieking. The birds were flying, branch to branch, picking things up with their beaks and and then taking them way up into the sky. He called up to Pigeon. Pigeon, what's going on? Oh, Tortoise, said Pigeon, I don't have time to talk. We are very busy. It is our annual feast in the sky. Everybody comes, all the birds. It is a most wonderful occasion. Bye. Off he flew. Hmm. A feast. A feast meant food. But the food was in the sky and Tortoise was on the floor. He thought about this for quite a long time shuffled off to the waterhole where Flamingo was elegantly balanced on one leg. Uh, Flamingo, said Tortoise, you are looking very pink today. I think you are the most unusual shade of pink. If you give me one of your feathers, then whenever I look at it, I will always remember exactly how pink you are. Flamingo preened Then he leant down, plucked a tail feather and gave it to Tortoise. Next, Tortoise went to see Parrot. Uh, Parrot, you are so very clever. I think perhaps you are the cleverest of all the birds. If you give me one of your feathers, then whenever I see it, I will remember all the witty, clever things you have said. Parrot fluffed out her feathers. Yes, actually, you're right. I am extremely intelligent. She plucked out one of her wing feathers and gave it to Tortoise. Tortoise saw eagle, vulture, heron, falcon, nightingale, lark, thrush, sparrow, emu, ostrich. He visited all the birds. They all gave him a tail feather or a wing feather until he had a huge pile on the ground in front of him. Then he stretched out his neck again till all of those wrinkly folds were smooth and his neck was as long as it could be. He reached around and with his tongue, he began to lick his shell. Now, in those days, tortoise's shell did not look the way it looks now. Now it's a sort of crazy paving of a shell. But in those days, it was as smooth as glass. He licked his shell all over until it was glistening with sticky spit. And when the whole shell was glistening with sticky spit, he picked up Flamingo's feather in his mouth and he stuck it on. The saliva acted like glue. He stuck all of the feathers onto his shell until he was totally covered. And when that was done, he started to flap his feet. Slowly, because he was tortoise. But gradually, he began to rise up. He left the ground. He rose higher and higher and higher. He looked like some kind of rainbow-coloured basketball floating up through the trees, past the leaves and the branches, until he was right at the top of the trees. And there were all the birds At their feast, there was a long table filled with nuts and seeds and berries and cherries. The birds turned to Tortoise. Pigeon said, oh, we were not expecting anyone else. Tell me, said Tortoise, who is this party for? Oh, said Pigeon, the feast, the feast is for everyone. Now do tell us, Brother Bird, what is your name? Oh, said Tortoise, well that is a coincidence because my name happens to be everyone. And with that, he barged past Pigeon, took his place at the table and started to eat. He ate, he stuffed, he gorged the seeds and the nuts and the berries and the cherries until the juice dribbled down his chin and his stomach bulged. And every time one of the birds started to peck up a sunflower seed or a blueberry or a loganberry, he would stop them. No, no. This food is for everyone. Is your name everyone? No, I am everyone. Soon he had eaten all of it birds, slack-beaked, empty-bellied, just stared. And then, you know what happens when you've eaten too much? As the food starts to make its way through your body, you start to sweat. What? Well, maybe you don't, but sometimes I do. tortoise started to sweat. Little rivulets of perspiration began to run down his forehead, And then the sweat made its way through his body, through his shell. His shell began to sweat. And as his shell began to sweat, all of that sticky spit began to melt and all of the feathers began to drop off. Until soon Tortoise was as naked as the day he had been born. And the birds goggled. (gasps) Oh, that's not. Everyone that's taught us they turned their backs in horror, they flew away in disgust, all except Pigeon. Oh, you have insulted. "'Our table, you have insulted our hospitality!' "'Pigeon puffed himself up. "'He began to push Tortoise along the branch further and further "'until Tortoise was teetering right on the very edge "'of the highest branch in the forest. "'He looked down. "'The ground seemed a very long way away. "'You give animals a bad name,' said Pigeon. And as Tortoise said, no, Pigeon gave him one hard shove with his wings and down Tortoise tumbled to the ground. Thunk. Now he was lucky. He didn't break any of his bones, but his shell was shattered into hundreds of pieces. It took him years to crawl around the forest floor and find them all and stick them back together. So if you ever wonder why a tortoise's shell looks like it is made up of random pieces that have just been stuck together, that is because, well, it's because he was just so very, very greedy. So, Leo, did you like Lucy's
0: story?
1: Yeah, I thought it was brilliant. What was your
0: favourite bit?
1: My favourite bit was how the tortoise charmed all of the birds to get their feathers and then stuck them onto his shell with his own saliva. Yeah, yeah, he licked his shell, didn't he?
0: Yeah. And then was able to fly up to the feast in the sky. (laughs) Yes, I think we've all had quite a big Christmassy feast. Lots of lovely food. Greedy old tortoise, eh?
1: Yeah. So, I think it's time for some shout-outs. Oh, brilliant. Let's go. Well, firstly, we have a shout-out to all our new listeners who heard our story in Super Great Kids Story Podcast. Oh, hi, everyone. Hi. Thanks Thanks for for listening. listening. Next, we have a shout out to Senon, who's ten, and Gwen, who's five, in Hartford, in the UK. Hi, Senon. Hi, Senon. Hi, Hi, Gwen. Gwen. Thanks, Thanks for, listening. for listening. And finally, here's a shout out to Alex and Luca, and they're in Greenwich, in London. Hi, Alex. Hi, Alex. Hi, Hi Luca. Luca. Thanks, Thanks for, for listening. listening.
0: Oh, that was brilliant. Thanks, Leo. And remember, if you, our listeners, would like a shout-out on our podcast, then you can either let us know in the Dragonfly Tales Facebook group or you can email us, emilydragonflytales at gmail.com.
1: Tell us your age and your town, please. And I'll put all those details in the show notes. So, Emily, what's your
0: story today? Well, Leo, my story is from Lapland in Finland. Isn't that where
1: Santa lives?
0: Well, he definitely lives in that area of the world. It's in the Arctic Circle and it gets very, very cold. In the summertime, the sun doesn't set. But in the wintertime, it doesn't rise.
1: Wow, it must feel like the winter will never
0: end. And because it's chilly January, I thought it would be quite a good story to tell.
1: How do you think we should start the story? Well, I think we should start Long Ago Near the Top of the World.
0: Lovely. Long Ago Near the top of the world darkness was turning into light. The long winter nights were ending and the sun began to rise across the sparkling white snow. Ice began to melt. Streams began to giggle and bubble and the hungry animals breathed a sigh of relief. An old man with a long grey beard and a bent back came walking through the forest beneath the snow-tipped mountains. The melting ice up on the branches sent big fat droplets splashing down onto his nose. He wiped his nose with the tip of his beard and chuckled to himself. Soon he found himself standing on the banks of a rushing river. He could feel the river's happiness as it flowed freely through the forest. Now the winter was melting away.
2: (laughs) Yippee! Yippee!
0: The old man was happy for the river, but he didn't know how to cross. There was no bridge. The river was fast and deep. His legs were old and weak. Can you say that with me? The The river river was was
1: fast and and deep. His, his legs, legs
0: were old and, and weak. Suddenly, he heard a growl to his left. Give us a growl, A scrawny white wolf with a shaggy coat and long snout had wandered away from the pack and was sniffing the morning air. Ah, oh, good day, said the old man. The wolf turned its huge yellow eyes towards him. Is it? I'm starving.
1: Ah, yes, it has been a long winter. But this river is fast and deep. My legs are old and weak. If you help me across, here's what I'll do. I'll find some food for me and for you.
0: The wolf growled. (sighs) I'm hungry and weak after a long winter and you... Want me to carry you? Why don't I just eat you?
1: That'll solve both our problems. Oh, oh, uh, how so?
0: When you're in my belly, I won't be hungry. And you won't need to cross the river.
1: Ah, ah, uh, I uh, see what you mean. Uh, no, no, I don't think so. Uh, I'll ask someone else.
0: And at that moment the wolf heard his pack cry and bounded off through the powdery snow
1: Phew! I thought he was a goner there
0: Yeah, me too The old man turned to face the river again, which was still racing through the forest Oh Yippee!
1: Yippee! Ha! Still on the wrong side of the river Dear, dear me, how shall I get across? Presently he heard a
0: snuffling noise to his right. A skinny grey reindeer with twisty antlers and furry flanks was nibbling the lichen from a silver birch tree. What's lichen? It's a type of moss that grows on trees and under the snow. Oh. Fine morning, called the old man. The reindeer turned to face him, head bent, antlers at the ready. Is it really? Tell that to my empty stomach.
1: Well, of course, it has been a long winter, but this river is fast and deep. My legs are old and weak. If you help me across, here's what I'll do. I'll find some food for me and for you.
0: The reindeer snorted. <clears throat> I've barely enough strength to lift my horned head. I'm hungry and I'm weak. I'm not carrying anyone. But I'm happy to give you a shove in the river to get you going.
1: Uh no thanks. Uh, sorry to trouble you. I'll ask someone else. And at that moment, the reindeer was
0: startled by the cry of a golden eagle and leapt away to find
1: its herd. Phew! Phew. I thought it was going to get very wet and very hurt there. The old man sighed.
0: <sighs> the rushing river cried. Yippee! <laughs>
1: yippee!
0: And raced away towards the sea.
1: This is rather disappointing. Oh well, nothing for it but to cross myself.
0: But just as the old man stepped closer to the edge, he heard, Stor. Then a crunching noise behind him. It was the sound of huge paws on thick snow. A scraggy brown bear with thinning fur and a bony body, came panting towards him. The bear was so thin, the old man could see its ribcage under its fur. Are you mad? That river is fast and deep. Your legs are old and weak. You'll be swept away, that's the end of you. I'll help you cross, that's what I'll do.
1: The old man smiled. That's very kind of you, but you look very weak and hungry. Are you sure you're strong enough?
0: It's been a long winter. I may be hungry and weak, but I'm bigger than you. Together, we can make it across. The old man gratefully climbed onto the bear's back. He could feel the bear's ribs under his fur as into the river they went. The river rushed about them fast and strong. Whoa! 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 The old man thought it would wash them away, but the brave bear pushed forward, pumping its huge paws in the water. Finally, They reached the other side and with the last of its strength the bear hauled the two of them out of the river and then it collapsed on the bank, gasping, exhausted. The old man gently climbed down from the bear's back and stroked its wet muzzle.
1: Thank you, my dear friend. You have done more than you know.
0: There was a sound. Like a distant rumble of thunder, it seemed to echo across the mountaintops. The northern lights rippled in the sky for just a moment. Then the old man unfurled like a fern. His back straightened and he stood tall and strong, his once grey hair and beard now sparkled gold in the rising sun and his eyes smiled kindly at the bear, who stared in amazement at the figure before him. Uko The great god of the heavens, Ukko, stood now before the bear in his true form.
1: Ah, uh, thank you, my brother bear. You alone. "'showed me kindness when you were at your weakest. "'The wolf shall howl at the moon all winter long. "'The reindeer shall carry others "'and pull sleds through the cold blizzards. "'But you, dear bear, to you I give this gift. "'You shall not starve in the ice and snow of another winter. "'You shall fill your belly with food in the autumn.' and fall into a warm and deep sleep all winter. When you awake, it shall be spring.
0: The great bear bowed low to the god, who turned and walked away through the forest, and as Ukko passed, the trees sprouted leaves, the grass began to grow, birds began to sing in the trees, and the sun rose high. Spring. So that is why every winter, while the other animals shiver in the snow, searching desperately for food, the bear happily hibernates and awakes in the springtime. The The end. end. So, Leo, did you like that story?
1: Oh, yeah. I thought it was fantastic. What was your favourite bit? I love how Uko's gift to the bear was hibernation and sleeping through all winter. And bears actually hibernate, you know.
0: They do. They do. They fill up their bellies and then they go into their caves and they curl up and they sleep through the cold winter. I love that about these old stories. Do you think we should be hibernating, Leo?
1: Oh yeah, it's like a big lion. Oh,
0: definitely. Don't want to be getting up in the cold. Much prefer to stay under the
1: duvet. So that's it for this episode. Thanks to Lucy Lil for her awesome story and we'll have more stories and guest tellers coming soon. And remember, if you're enjoying our podcast, what we would love, love,
0: love, love is if you'd leave us a little review saying just how much you love us. Five stars, please. Oh, yes, five stars. And if you can, make a little donation on the website to keep us going. And thank Thank you you so much. much. You have been listening to Dragonfly
1: Tales with Emily and Leo. We hope you enjoyed our podcast and we'll be back with another story soon. But until then, the morning comes after the night.
0: And darkness will make way for light.
1: Happy New Year! Our podcast is brought to you by Emily, Leo, and Andy at Dragonfly Tales. Join our Dragonfly Tales podcast group on Facebook. Find us on Instagram at Dragonfly Tales Pod. And follow us on Twitter at Emily Dragonfly. Oh, yeah, it's like a big lion. <laughs>